0: All right, if you will, bring your conversations to a close. It is a joy to see everyone. Uh, We are, as a church, we are in the church season of Advent. And Advent is a time every year in the church calendar where For centuries, we've taken this time to look back and to remember and to celebrate the incarnation of Christ, Jesus's arrival, and to look forward with celebration to his return with anticipation and with hope. And we are in that season. Interestingly enough, uh, we typically think of the new year beginning in January from a practical purpose, functional purpose, but in the church calendar, the new year actually begins with Advent actually begins with this season starting our year as followers of Jesus, where we anchor ourselves in again as another year comes and another year goes, we anchor ourselves in to what really matters, to Jesus stepping into our world, the maker of man becoming man for us and for our salvation. And we look ahead to his return. And so as a church family, over this month, we'll be celebrating Advent Uh, Each week here on Sundays and in various ways in our life groups. And we remember in this time, this season being special because in the midst of a world covered in darkness, evil, sin and death, we don't disacknowledge those things. Those things are very real and present in our lives. And we've all felt those, especially over this last year. But in the midst of that, we take time to remember Christ, our marvelous light, the one who shines through the darkness and by his life has demonstrated his life, his death and his resurrection has demonstrated that in him is a darkness, I mean, is a light that cannot be overcome by darkness so that no matter how dark the night of our lives may be, no matter how wicked the evil may be, no matter how prevalent the sin may be, or how rampant the death and despair may be, we remember in this season that because of Jesus that darkness, evil, sin, and death do not have the last word. But we have a light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Our theme for this year, is come and behold. And each week in this season, we want to take intentional time to come together and to behold Jesus again, our marvelous light, and to celebrate together as a church family in the midst of darkness that we have reason to say hallelujah anyhow, and to remember and to rejoice in what Christ's incarnation and his return mean. This week, we are focusing on come and behold Christ's love. And we're gonna be looking at the incarnation, the uh, arrival of Jesus, uh, his birth, his birth into humanity. And we're going to behold the love that motivated him. Next week, our theme will be come and behold his joy. And we'll focus on the joy that Jesus brings. and We'll be celebrating the For the City uh, initiative that we've been on. Uh, And then on the 19th, we'll celebrate, come and behold his peace. And we'll look at the peace that Christ brings and is bringing. And then on the 24th, we'll do our Christmas Eve service where we come and behold Jesus in all of his splendor. Take note here, on the 26th, December the 26th, so for all you planners, just jot this down, we will not have a formal worship service here on December the 26th. But we will be giving you a resource that we use each and every year at the end of the calendar year, beginning of the new year, that we might be a people that take personal retreats and seek the Lord to remember the last year and look ahead to the next, and we'll give you that uh, resource so that you can do that, but we will not have a formal service here on the 26th. So today, we are focused on coming and beholding Christ and coming and beholding his love. Now, one of the traditions in my family, uh, when Thanksgiving hits. Thanksgiving is over. It officially begins uh, the season of going to look at Christmas lights. We enjoy going to look at Christmas lights. Uh, We have small children. Uh, Some of them aren't so small anymore, but we still have some young ones. And, uh, you know, when daylight savings time kicks in, it gets darker earlier. It's colder. It's often wetter here in Dallas. Uh, So you eat dinner and you still have time before uh, it's time to go to bed. Any parents in the room, you know what I'm saying, and you're like, okay, we need to find something uh, to do. And so what we have done often is load the kids in the car, and we'll go out and go around and look at Christmas lights, sometimes in our neighborhood, sometimes in the neighborhoods around ours. Once a, once a season, we'll make the way down into the park cities and see the lights there, but we go and we look at Christmas lights. And there is a house in our neighborhood Uh, that goes all out for Christmas, all out for Christmas lights. Like, I would hate to see their electric bill after the month of December. They're that kind of house. Anybody in here, you have a house or maybe you grew up in a house that just went all out with Christmas lights, like affected your electric bill? Okay, now I know I'm not coming to any of y'all's houses to look at Christmas lights, uh, but you wanna come to this house, and if you ask me after the service, I'll give you the address. But these people are very into celebrating Christmas, so lots of lights. They have an inflatable Santa that is probably 30, maybe 40 feet up in this huge, up in the air in their yard, Um, and kind of the the main attraction is they have a real life train that they have set up that runs on loop through their front yard. Not a little kid train, like a, a train, and they have little Christmas dolls in each of the compartments, and it goes around. And my four-year-old thinks this house is magical. So, when Christmas comes, they do this every year. We're always looking. Okay, has the train family? Have they set out the train yet? Because that's how you know uh, it is time. And this last week, uh, we went and I was with them uh, looking at those at the train. And we stopped the car and roll the window down. And my four-year-old is just looking out, and you can tell this is magical for him and for me as a parent. It's magical. For me, because I love seeing the joy on his face. And he asked me a very serious question. He's chuckling and he's just enamored with this and he's like, Dad, is this real? And I was like, I don't know if this is like a very deep philosophical question right now or like what, what, what." I was like, what do you mean? And he said, no, 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 like is is this real or is this pretend? Like, is this just make-believe? Because it was so magical to him. He just didn't know, like, am I imagining? Am I daydreaming? Am I having a dream? Like, is this this a TV show? What is this? And I was like, no, no, buddy. Uh, We can get out of the car. You can go touch the train. I mean, the the family that lives there might think that's a little weird, but, but we could do it. You can feel this. You can touch it. You can see it. You could even probably get in the train like this is this is real. And you could tell that he still didn't quite know what to think of it, that this was actually real. And as I was thinking about our time together today and I was thinking about the incarnation of Christ and I was thinking about his arrival there are so many ideas and beliefs and viewpoints about God in the world and that we all have. But it's so important at Advent to remember, we're not coming here today to talk about something make-believe, just an idea, or a hope, or a vain wish, or, or maybe maybe God's like this. No, no, no. We're coming today to remember At a specific point in history, a specific time, God, the creator of all, stepped into humanity, stepped into our story in Jesus, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Not an idea, not a belief, but in a person. And his name was Jesus, who people could touch and talk to and know and that we, by the Spirit, can do the same. And I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to John chapter one. This is what uh, the gospel of John opens with. John chapter one is where we'll be. When you're there, tell me you're there. When you're there, tell me you're there. I'll give you a little time. John chapter one is the fourth book in the New Testament. Got it, thank you, thank you. We've got a few. I love putting before you God's word. I think there's something different that happens when you don't just see it on a screen, but you actually take it in and reflect on it. And so I'm going to give you just a second to read John chapter one through uh, verse one through verse three. If you didn't bring uh, your phone or a Bible, it will be on the screen, but I want to give you a second to read it for yourself and then I'll read it. John opens his gospel with, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made that has been made. John opens his gospel, going back to creation, going back to the very words of Genesis, and he begins to speak about the creator who created the world, created you and me, the wisdom that makes this world come together, this universe come together. And he says, there at the beginning was the word, the wisdom of God was with God and was God and that God, in the beginning, created all things. In fact, there's not a thing that was made that was not made by the word, made by God himself. Now, now, uh, jump down to verse 14. And John builds on this word that was with God and was God and through whom all things were created. In verse 14 of John chapter one, He says, that word that was in the beginning, the word that was with God, the word that is God, that word became flesh. The maker of man became man. As C.S. Lewis said, the author wrote himself into the story. The maker of man became man. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. What's John saying? He's saying that when we see Jesus, that we have seen God himself. That when we see Jesus, we see God who created all things, the wisdom above all things, now stepping in, in flesh and bone, into our world, and when we see him, we see God himself. That we're not talking about make-believe, we're not talking about pretend, we're not talking about a daydream, a vain imagination, a good hope. We're talking about a flesh and blood person who entered into our world. And so I'm here to remind you today, church, that God himself has come, and he has come for us, and he has come in flesh and blood, and that we, along with the apostolic witness, we have seen and beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten, of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now you might ask, well, okay, so Jesus came, uh, but why? Why did he come? Why did God deem it necessary to step into our world? Why is he here? Why did he put on flesh and bone and come and live among us? And in John 3, we see the heartbeat behind the action. We see the why behind the what. John three sixteen. it's what we read to begin the service. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God's motivation was love. That Jesus came motivated by love. That you and I can answer the question, not just, well, what do you think God's like? But we can say, we see God in Jesus, and when we see Jesus, what we realize is we're deeply loved by God. I want to let that sink in. When we see Jesus, what we remember here at Advent is that we are deeply loved by God. And I am all for warm feelings in a worship song. I love them. I'm all for, you know, I saw a shooting star. God loves me. I'm all for that. But what I'm saying is more than feelings, more than, oh, I saw a shooting star. No, we have seen in the face of Jesus that you and I and everyone on the planet is deeply loved by God. That you're not looking at, oh, I wish that was true, I hope that might be true, but no, in a tangible way, like I told River, like yes, we could get out of the car, and you could go, and you could touch, and you could see. That's what John is saying, he said, we've touched, and we've seen that God himself stepped into humanity. He didn't just send a message. He didn't just write on the sky. Right, we don't just tell our kids that we love them and leave it at that, right? What do we do? We give them a hug. We love them. Jesus came, physical, tangible, into our world. I hope this sinks in just a little bit. And what we're celebrating and what we're remembering here at Advent is that message. And in the midst of darkness, sin, pain, and despair, that's all very, very real and present and prevalent in our lives, that those things don't have the last word because of the word. The one who was in the beginning. The one who stepped into our world motivated by love. The one who is returning to renew and to make new all things, to redeem all things. And we're celebrating that today, and we're going to celebrate that uh, in, in some ways that I think are really special. We're going to get to hear from some members of our church who are wanting to be baptized. They're wanting to share with you how Jesus and his love has impacted them, and how they're making decisions to follow him as disciples, to follow him in this way. And they're going to share those stories with you, these real life, tangible stories with you, and we're gonna celebrate as a church family. And then after baptisms, we're gonna celebrate all together by taking communion together and remembering the flesh and blood Jesus that has come for you and for me. So children, are you guys coming up to the front? Come on, we're excited, we're bringing the kids in to celebrate the baptisms with us. Give them a hand. It's awesome, we love children in this church. Okay, Koshis. Y'all, are up first. Everybody give Joshua a hand. Come stand right here. Got Joshua and his dad, Jay, in. We're gonna wait for the kids to get in. And uh, because we have people worshiping with us online, uh, we're gonna face this way so the camera can see you while you share your testimony. So you can wave at everybody worshiping with us online. Let all the kids get in. Okay, Joshua, why don't you share with everyone uh, what you're doing today and how God has impacted your life.
1: I've known Jesus, I've known about Jesus all my life. God has given me a family that taught me about Jesus from a young age. I felt God's presence and faithfulness throughout my life. He's given me talents, friends, and family. When I was five, my mom and I were having a conversation. I was, ha- I was crying about how I was disobedient to her and how I'm not able to change. But mom assured me that God forgives and that he will help me, and I prayed, and I prayed with my mom and invited Jesus into my life. I know that God is a good father and that he has a plan for me. I know I learn about him daily by talking to him. Jesus is helping me grow and to have a thankful heart and help me understand that he is always with me. Today, I want to get baptized because I know that God has forgiven me, and I want to be a
0: follower of Oh, Jesus, it's awesome. Everybody give Joshua a hand. So his dad, Jay, and is going to baptize him. So Joshua, you can go ahead and get in the water, buddy. I'll take that. It's warm. Some of you may remember when we did baptisms in the trough of a truck and the water be very cold. We have moved up in the world and now we have warm water for baptisms. All the way down here. There you go. All right.
2: All right, Joshua. Joshua, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior and believe that He has died for you for your sin? Yes, I do. And is it your desire today to make that belief public by being? Being baptized publicly and declare.
1: Yes, it is.
2: It's my joy to baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for this day. And Father, we just, I just pray, God, as he's soaked in this water right now, may his rest of the life be soaked in that anointed oil and be just soaked in your spirit and let you grow a man of wisdom and compassion and make a difference in people's life. In Jesus' name, I pray.
0: Amen. Amen. So exciting. That's awesome. So good. Okay. Next up, we're going Jude. Okay. All right, we've got Jude. Lewis, everybody give him a hand. All righty.
3: I was raised in a Christ-believing family where I learned Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, and that he died for me so that I could be with Jesus and God eternally in heaven. I feel a couple of years ago, I started longing to know Jesus and God. I went to Iwanas and learned verses about who Jesus was and is. Then I talked to my parents when I was six and told them I wanted to pray and ask Jesus to live in my heart and be my master and Lord. I did that. I decided to make this decision because I didn't want to go to hell and I knew that I needed Jesus for that. I don't remember life before Jesus but I know that God has forgiven me and I will be with him eternally in heaven because he lives in my heart. I want to be baptized today because I feel being baptized will bring me closer to truly knowing Jesus.
0: Awesome. Give it Jude a hand. You'll give me your paper.
4: Dude, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died for your sins? Yes. And is it your desire today to make that belief public by being baptized? Yes. And it is my joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life. Father God, we thank you for Jude. We thank you that he has made his decision to be obedient to your word. We just pray for your spirit to dwell upon him. We just ask that you would make him uh, one who follows hard after you and knows you. We pray that you just open up his heart for worship and uh, help him continue to learn and grow in your word. Make him a man of wisdom and joy in the Lord. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. So exciting. Way to go. Uh, You want to come up? Katie, Johanna, come on up. Give Katie a hand, please. All right, Miss Katie, you ready to share with us why you're being baptized today?
5: It's kind of long, so just be.
0: We're we're happy to listen.
5: All right. Hi, my name is Katie, and this is my testimony. To give you some background of my life before Christ, I grew up in an immigrant family that's not religious. So I didn't know much about Jesus growing up. A part of my past that I'm sharing today took place in high school, when I went through this very intense period of my life. Back then, I wasn't much of a people person. I found it hard to trust my peers because some of the people who I thought was my friend didn't turn out that way. And when domestic violence became progressively worse in my household, I became very self-reliant and basically just closed myself off to people. And because I went to a public high school where oftentimes rap music was blasted in the hallways, where people were pushing and shoving each other to get to class and sometimes even getting into fights, it was very easy for me to get lost in a crowd or even get caught up in the wrong crowd. And my heart was constantly weighed down as I didn't see a way for me to open up. At the time, I thought my only way out was college, and so I became very obsessed with my accomplishments in order to beef up my application to universities. When I finally came to SMU, I reunited with a classmate from high school, Maddie, who's here.
0: Madison, there you go. Um,
5: And because we had unknowingly signed up for the same science class together, Um, She was the one who introduced me to Christ, and after attending my first church service called the Nine at Watermark, um, it was the first time I felt the weight um, leave my heart, and the first time I thought I had found something along my spiritual journey. What ultimately made me believe in Jesus was when he answered a specific prayer I made back in freshman year, And that resulted in me committing my life to Christ on Palm Sunday in 2020. Since then, I've noticed the work that Jesus has done in my life and seen myself grow in ways that my friends from high school didn't think possible. I was engaging in conversations more and was able to reconnect with friends and people I cared about after coming back to campus for the first time in more than a year. I'm still working on building strong relationships by being more intentional with my relationships. And I feel like Life Group has helped me establish a community I was looking for on campus where I'm surrounded by people who walk with Christ and who encourages me to walk with him too. And I want to mention Joanna specifically because um, she's been discipling me for about a year now and she just really encourages me to walk with Christ. She's always been there for me when I needed her and she's seen my highs and lows. Um, And so in that way, she has very impacted, um, very much impacted my life. So I'm very grateful to have a friend like her. Um, And because I found a community like Life Group that's, Um, As invested in me as much as I invest in it, um, Jesus was able to help me let go of some of my past fears and put my trust in people more. Um, There is this song I heard by Maverick City called Take Me Back, and one of my favorite lyrics, I know some of you all might know that song, Um, um, one of my favorite lyrics from the song is the part that goes, take me back to my first love. Um, And I think this speaks truth um, to my story because Jesus was my first love and he healed my heart and taught me how to love others.
0: So good. Thank you for sharing. You wanna get in the water?
6: Katie, um, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died for your sins? I do. And is it your desire today to make that belief public by being baptized? Yes. It is my absolute joy to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very and raised to newness and life. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the faithfulness and the encouragement you've given Katie all of these years just to come to this moment where she gets to publicly declare her faith and her relationship with you. And Lord, we just pray that as she continues to get to know you, hunger to just grow in her relationship with you, that your light and your life would just be amplified through her as she Um, just continues to grow in faith and spread your love in this world. And Lord, we just thank you so much for the blessing of Katie. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen, amen. So awesome, so awesome. Those are stories that never grow old and I just wanna honor everyone being baptized Uh, And the people baptizing them, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your decision to follow Jesus. And we're just celebrating as a church family. So after the service, uh, we're going to have donuts in the lobby. Love for you to go and yes, donuts. There we go. It's a warm up for Buntini's, but for all you donut lovers, we've got them. And uh, love for you to go. If you don't know any of the people being baptized, introduce yourselves to them. Give them a hug. Celebrate with them. This is a big day for them. All right, now, for uh, those of us uh, staying in the service, we're gonna take time to celebrate communion together, and again, back on that theme of coming and beholding the love of Christ, we behold Christ's love in his incarnation. We behold Christ's love through our church family as tangible expressions of the love of Christ, and we get an opportunity to behold Christ's love through taking communion together, Uh, and so you, Uh, most likely received one of these little plastic cups and wafers as you came in today. But if you don't have one of those, if you would raise your hand for just a moment, if you wanna take communion, uh, some of our uh, serve team members will pass those cups around and we'll take just a minute to make sure everybody that wants to take communion uh, has what they need. Keep your hand up if you're still wanting one. So I've got a few more over here and then a few more in the back right. Great. Okay. Um, Let's see. Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he gave thanks he broke it and he said to his disciples this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me so church if you will uh, open up the little wafer there on the top of the cup together we're going to take the wafer little bread wafer as a a reminder doing this in remembrance of Jesus and his body that was given for us broken for us as an expression of his love so with that if you'll take the wafer along with me Jesus says this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this, and whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. With that, if you'll open up your little cup. As we partake of the cup, let us remember Christ who gave his life and gave his blood for you for me is a sign and a symbol of his love and with that you can drink Jesus we thank you God that you loved us enough to come that you loved us enough to enter into the world in which you created that you loved us enough though you're the maker of man you became man and lived amongst us that we could see your face, that we could behold your glory, a glory full of grace and truth. Thank you, Lord, that you came and you gave love a face and you gave love a name, the name of Jesus, and that you gave your very body for us, broken on the cross. You gave your blood for us, poured out there as the blood of the new covenant, Lord. And we celebrate here in Advent 2020. We celebrate your incarnation. We celebrate your life. We celebrate your death. We celebrate your resurrection. And we celebrate as a church family and await for your return. I pray for every one of my friends gathered here today. That As we come and behold you, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that we would come and behold your love afresh in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the sin, in the midst of the despair of this world, that we have a light and we have a love in you that shines through the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. Church, I wanna invite you to stand. We're gonna close our service today by worshiping along the song, All Hail King Jesus. And as the worship team leads us in song, I want to invite you to join in with us that we could give him praise as we gather here today.